Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. And Justin, I'll let you have the honor of introducing this week's guest. Yes, well, we just got back from the Austin Film Festival. And while there, I had the fun chance to be on a panel. And one of the co-panelists was Ashley Poprick. And she has been so kind as to gracious with her presence today. So, Ash, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Hello. Uh, And yeah, Austin Film Festival was uh was really really cool so i was glad i got to meet you in person yeah thank you. i'm sure we'll be able to geek out about it a little bit um oh, before yeah. we do all that though we usually just do like a quick like what have you been listening to or writing or i mean listening to reading watching whatever um so i'll kick that off and if you while we're talking if you think of anything you want to recommend then you can hop in but first uh, i'll say i've been listening to the audiobook stein on writing by saul stein and i'm enjoying it every once in a while i like to listen to these kind of craft books to refresh my brain remind myself what I already know but might not be focusing on enough or something so uh this book is great because it's one of those ones that when they talk about lessons they give a bunch of cool examples by authors that we recognize whether it's um Stephen King or others as well as this guy teaches so he gives some examples of like famous people and he compares it to some people from his class and, and it's a lot of fun so I'm enjoying it and it's a good reminder on a craft uh Paul you got anything uh, yeah, I've got two that I watched uh, since Halloween was this past Monday. Uh, I watched a couple of, uh, I guess you'd call them family-friendly Halloween shows on Netflix. One is called The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Uh, that was you know, a fun, you know, silly, you know, Halloween decorations come to life and terrorize a small New England town. That was fun. And the other one is called Wendell and Wild. That's a stop-motion animation thing uh, done by... Jordan Peele and Henry Selleck. And Henry Selleck is the guy who put together Nightmare Before Christmas. So, and it was visually stunning. It was actually a really good story too. And uh, something definitely different, uh, probably a good addition to uh, ongoing Halloween viewing choices. Nice. I think I know who worked on that. So I'll have to check it out sometime. Ash, have you been watching anything cool or reading or et cetera? Yeah, I've been going through uh, watching Andor. I know that's like... uh... Not not particularly indie, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I've been really really enjoying it. Honestly, um, I, I I don't want to say I've been feeling burned out on Star Wars, but um, you know I, I was I was looking forward to something kind of new, and I feel like Andor really delivers. I would I would agree with that. Doesn't it? Even though it's set in the Star Wars universe, it doesn't really feel like a Star Wars story. It kind of feels like uh, well, not a noir, but kind of like a, a gritty crime drama almost. Yeah, it's not super focused on like, you know, uh, the there's Jedi. No, I was going to say, no Jedis or like lightsabers that. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it's got the heist thing going. Uh, cool. Good fun. So, yeah, let's talk about you first and then we can talk about Austin a little bit. So, do you want to give us a quick introduction of who you are? Sure. Hello, I'm Ash. I am a game writer and narrative designer currently working at Bonus XP. Awesome. What is Bonus XP? So they are a game studio based out of Dallas. Uh, they've worked on some pretty notable games, such as the uh, Stranger Things uh, Netflix games. Um, and we are working on a new new IP right now. Awesome. Cool. And we should, of course, talk about a little bit about this uh, narrative course that you recently did, Susan. Uh, I'm hoping we'll bring her on as well. So we don't want to go too far into that. But uh, do you want to talk about that and also like how else you studied to get to where you are now? 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I had originally gone to college for uh, radio, television, and film at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, I didn't really know that game writing was a discipline that existed until I had uh, kind of got got started there. Um, but once I once I found out it existed, I was like, oh, great, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, I think. Um, so I actually, while I was in college, got to meet uh, this really, really talented person. Uh, her name is Susan O'Connor. She has written on a whole bunch of things, uh, including Bioshock, some of the Tomb Raiders, uh, Far Cry 2, I believe. And um, she was teaching a college course in video game writing in my uh, particular discipline. And so I was like, great, this is where I'm going to get all of my knowledge from. And um, I think she really taught me what game writing was all about and like really got into the nitty gritty of uh, kind of how it actually runs. And so uh, I was doing a mix of, you know, asking her a bunch of questions, uh, participating in game jams and just kind of writing my own, uh, you know, little television show pilots, short films, stuff like that. Um, and then in 20, 2020, actually, right before the pandemic, um, an opening came up for uh, Insomniac Games for a game writing internship. And I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Uh, I love, you know, I love Spider-Man. I love Ratchet and Clank. I love Insomniac Games' works. Uh, and so I applied. They were impressed with my materials. And uh, so I was offered that for 2020. Uh, of course, then the then the pandemic happened. So uh, it did get pushed off a year. Um, so in 2021, I got to work on Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and also participate in writer's rooms for uh, Marvel's Wolverine, which will be uh, coming out some other time in the future. Um, and that's really where I got uh, a feel of, you know, game writing in a giant studio space um, and working with like, you know, a group of people that isn't just, you know, four or five other college students. Um, and yeah, that's uh, kind of how I got into it. I've loved it ever since. Um, when I started working at Bonus XP, um, I was the only game writer, uh, and still am currently, uh, on this project, and I was just kind of feeling like I um, had gone from had gone from going to college and like you know doing all these assignments and uh, being in like a really big like learning space uh, to not necessarily having as much of that, uh, particularly for writing. They teach me a whole lot about video game design. I've learned a crazy amount while there um but specifically just you know being a game writer and uh right right writing game materials uh and so i decided to uh, go back for seconds i guess is what i like to say uh and i took susan o'connor's game writing uh class which she opens to people that are um outside of college so it is called the narrative department you can look it up and get more information on that um, and I, th I feel like it really kind of helped bridge the kind of gaps I was still feeling uh, from being somebody who just enters uh, the game industry and, you know, needs a little bit of support. Um, and I was it was super duper helpful. I met really awesome people, um, including Philip, which I believe was also on one of these uh, podcasts. So, um, yeah, that is kind of my my learning spiel. Awesome. Usually, uh, since I invited you on, I would be the one to jump in and ask these questions, but I feel like there's so much there that Paul's probably curious about. So, Paul, do you want to jump in with any uh, early level questions here? Um, well, okay. So, it's pretty, uh, Ash, this is new to you, but Justin has heard this so many times. I am like totally 
unaware of how the gaming writing for gaming industry works. I mean, so when you are presented with a project, like how do you develop it? How, like what, what do you start? Do you just kind of explore all the options uh, that are available in the game? Or do you just kind of like, okay, I think this is what should happen. Or do they say, okay, this is what needs to happen. I mean, how do you put it all together? That for me, that's really like the basic core question. Yeah, I think it, uh, it depends on the studio and also kind of where, um, where the studio is in development, because usually you're kind of just brought on at a random stage. Okay. Uh, so I was brought on, you know, not at the start of Spider-Man uh, being in development. So they, they kind of had the idea for like the main story um, and we're still, you know, kind of fleshing out some smaller bits. Uh, so I got to kind of work on that. So they told me like, hey, this is what we've done. This is what we're doing. Um, this is kind of where you can lend your support. And so it was very much just kind of be, being told what specifically was needed uh, mm -hmm. and supported in terms of there. Um, and then where I'm at right now, um, we have a lot a lot more room. Uh, we don't have an idea for necessarily the, the main story arc. Um, we're starting to get uh, bits and pieces of the world, but there's still a lot of uh, our world that is, uh, you know, needing to be fleshed out and brainstormed and iterated on. Um, and so, you know, with that, that also kind of helps determine what characters are in. So I'm, I'm kind of not necessarily at like square one, but I would say maybe, maybe like square two, you know, um, where I'm, I'm having to touch everything and um, come up with those ideas. And um, I have, I have kind of free reign over um, what, needs to be fleshed out right now because everything does. Um, so I get to kind of jump around. Um, yeah, I hope that answered your question a little bit. It does. It does. So it actually leads to another question. So do you uh, work, I guess, maybe concurrently with a team? Or do you all work simultaneously on the project, like just constantly going back and forth with feedback? Or does each person take their own section and work on it and they bring it to, I guess, like a, like a manager type and say, okay, here's what I've got. And they kind of put it all together. I mean, again, this is all new to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody, uh, all disciplines are working together at the same time. So while I'm kind of trying to figure out the story, but, uh, designs, figuring out like the mechanics, what is the player going to be doing in this space? Um, you know, are they going to be kicking? Are they going to be jumping? You know, are they going to be punching? Um, you know, swimming, all that sort of thing. Like what, what are things that the player is going to be able to do? Um, and at, you know, at the, at the same time, I'm kind of working on story stuff. Uh, art is working on, you know, concepts uh, and animations and all of that. Uh, and so we're all just kind of working off of each other. And um, it's, it's weird because it's kind of a, a bit of a mess. It's not, uh, not like just my studio thing. It's just kind of game development is a bit of a mess. Uh, where everybody's just kind of doing everything all at the same time. Um, and so we have to work together because we're all doing everything at the same time, just to make sure that we're on the same page and that everything is flowing together. You know what I mean? So if I'm writing a story where this guy is like really, really good at using a whip, but we don't have mechanics to support that, then it's just like, well, then it just doesn't make sense and it's weird. Um, so, you know, we're, we're having to come up with that. Or, you know, if I if I'm like, oh, this guy is like this large, uh, large fat man. And then the concept art, he's just like really short and skinny, you know, then it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make sense anymore. Um, especially if 
you know, in dialogue, he's saying things that is like pertaining to the way that he looks, uh, or he has like a personality that's kind of around that. Um, so it is a lot of just kind of going back and forth. And that continues pretty much until the game is shipped. Um, we have the manager that is making sure that, you know, everybody is on the same page and that things are still kind of getting done that the way that they're supposed to. Um, and they kind of determine, you know, the dates of when when something should be done like okay well we need to actually have you know a, a some sort of project or uh almost like a draft of it here uh by this date and so everybody's just kind of working towards that goal and the managers are there uh to support the people and make sure that that is something that's actually happening um because if yeah i mean if you don't have good management then the game just pretty much falls apart because then <laughs> nobody's on the same page there's right. you know people that are like way too ahead there's people that are falling behind you know and so we we all have to be uh kind of working as a team uh, otherwise the whole thing falls apart so uh yeah everything is very very together it's kind of like a three-legged race but mm -hmm. with you know 50 people <laughs> sure sure okay that's really good I, and that that kind of like covers my um my cover my questions about the basics what i'm hoping is that both justin and you will talk about because I'm, you were both in austin and i want to say that you were both on this panel, but I don't think Justin ever told me the name of the panel. So hopefully the two of you will go into that one a little bit. Yeah, well, so the quick version is the panel was called Interactive Storytelling, uh, The New, New Frontier. Frontier. Yep. Yeah, there we go. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'll give you my quick take and then you can jump in and see what else you add. But I mean, the quick version is it's pretty cool. There's a lot of screenwriters who are asking kind of the basics, like what you're asking about games, and like how to pitch game studios, which isn't really a thing that you do. Most games are developed in-house, uh, much like animation studios. And uh, I talked a little bit about NFTs as well. I've got some follow-up calls on that that I've been having already, and it's been cool. So yeah, Ash, what was your what was your takeaway from the panel? Like, any, I don't know, smart things that we said that you think we should say here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, I feel like it was a, it was a really good uh, panel for people who don't like don't really have um kind of prior knowledge about game development and game writing um which is something that you don't necessarily find in other conferences you know like if we pull up to gdc or pax or something you're you're surrounded by people who are gamers and game developers and even game writers and so uh, i feel like you know some of the answers that we were giving wouldn't necessarily have been as um as useful to people that are like still established but also uh they were asking questions that you know, kind of proved that we were uh, giving the right answers, you know. Um, and I feel like it was like a really good kind of jumping off point for people who don't necessarily have um, an idea of what, you know, game writing and game development is about uh, and getting to see like, oh, okay, so, you know, I can't just jump in as a screenwriter and have all of my same ideals and uh, kind of beliefs on how things work. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different medium. I have to be able to leave things out the door and be flexible. And um, before we go into like too much on Austin, I wanted to go back on the game stuff for a bit and say, uh, I'm really interested in hearing, I think our audience too, we haven't had anybody who's done the internship programs before. So uh, first off, any advice you have for like how to look for these internships and how to stand out, how to get them? Yeah. Um, so Okay, at least as of right now, and when I was, um, especially when I was starting, I feel like there wasn't a crazy amount of uh, game writing or narrative design internships. Uh, I think when I was there, for the most part, I would see there was uh, there was one at Blizzard, <laughs> and then there was one at Insomniac. Um, since then, uh, I think a few more places have opened some up. Uh, I know Obsidian has one now. 
Um, I think all of the companies that are under the Activision Blizzard King uh, kind of umbrella, uh, a lot of those now have um, narrative design internships. Um, so, you know, they're starting to open up, but um, it's not like there's like a crazy huge amount uh, of them as well. But I think that is changing uh, as, as more people realize that that is uh, a space that is needed, kind of like uh, overall game writing. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of like a something to say there, right? Um, and then, I don't know, a lot of people think that uh, internships are things that you get as a result of having connections. Um, and that's not the case. I haven't, I haven't met anybody who's been a uh, game writer intern or narrative design intern who knew the people they were working with prior to working with them. Um, they... Uh, really do just kind of take a look at your resume and your samples and kind of go from there. Um, when you're when you're applying to be an intern, you know, they're not expecting you to uh, have crazy writing skills and be able to make, you know, the most intricate characters and plots and, you know, scenes that'll make them cry. Um, but what they are looking for is just a cohesive story uh, that clearly depicts a character's wants and needs. Um, I feel like if you know how to tell a story and tell it in a short number of pages, I think the sample that I sent was maybe three pages. Um, if, you, if you're able to, you know, tell that much uh, story, keep it nice, sweet, and simple, and uh, just kind of prove that you have the basics of storytelling down, that's really what they need and what they're looking for. Um, and then aside from that, just showing that you do have a passion for video games and being in the video game space. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be good at video games uh, or even great at video games. I am uh, notoriously pretty pretty not good at video games uh i i play everything on the the easiest difficulty i was playing uh the god of war 18 on story mode which is what they which is what they called the easiest difficulty mode and i was like still not able to get past one of the one of the big boss enemies and i was just like man this sucks um because you know you, you go into loading and it's like um maybe you should try lowering your difficulty and i was like i'm at the bottom please um but, you know, so I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a good gamer, but I do really, really love video games. Um, and I love just kind of the stories they tell and the experiences that they put people in. Um, and I think that's really what you need to be, you know, a, a game writing intern is you, you have to really love video games and have that passion to continue making them and make really good projects for uh, players to love. Awesome. And uh, on the experience of being an intern, so like uh, I'm trying to imagine, like we, we had an assistant or so at Telltale, and they'd come to the room sometimes and help take notes and stuff and be able to throw out some ideas if they wanted. But uh, did you feel like you were like that, like basically treated like just another writer, or was it a separate experience that they kind of set up for you? Yeah, I am. Um... So I wasn't necessarily, I've, I've done some like film internships where it's just like, oh, get coffee, uh, respond to emails, answer the phones. Um, and I feel like in games, it's a lot different. You are actually getting to put your hands on the project. And so I was, uh, I was in writer's rooms and like listening and making pitches. Um, and I was, you know, writing cinematics. I was writing character arcs. Um, I got to write barks and, um, work on some mission content, which uh, at least, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really get to get to keep up, you know, cause NDA, but um, last, 
last I knew uh, is in the game. Um, so I, I got really valuable experience doing that. And I got to um, both give and receive feedback uh, for missions and cinematics and uh, arcs that the other people on the writer's team did. Um, so I very much felt like I was kind of a, like an associate writer. Um, I wasn't having to handle like a full on golden path mission. Uh, golden path is like, you know, the, the big main story arc, not any of the like kind of side side stuff. Um, so I, I wasn't doing stuff like that, um, but I was still really in the thick of things. Um, and I, I think it was really, really valuable getting that experience because um, it felt like I was doing everything that, you know, the, the game writers do, um, but not necessarily feeling as uh, like everything was uh, dependent on my shoulders, you know? Uh, so if something just like isn't super good or solid, um, then it's, then it's fine and we'll get through it and we'll be able to, uh, get it all fixed up and stuff, which, um, I think for, for an intern that is going in and has like no, uh, you know, AAA games experience, which I would say is pretty much most, if not all interns, <laughs> uh, cause that's why you're there. Um, you know, it could be, it could be really daunting to just be like handed a huge piece of mission content or like a full character and just be like, okay, go ahead, you know, make make Spider-Man. Um, and I think internships really helps you like learn how to swim. Um, and it's very, very useful without making you feel like, you know, you're just a, a baby doing things for everyone else. Yeah, that's I, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to hop in, Paul? Yeah, actually I did. So, um, I mean, I've had my fair share of internships, uh, you know, back in the day when I was in school. So a lot of people, they might not they might have certain expectations when they're going in for an internship. So for an internship like this, what would you say people should, if they're trying to get one, what, what kind of, uh, not, not a resume, but like, how should they present themselves? Like, why would they be a good candidate? And if they're fortunate enough to be selected to get the internship, what should they expect to do? Uh, or what, what should be their goals while they are an intern? Yeah. So I think, um, just in general, uh, and this can kind of go for game writing as well, you know, a little bit past the internship, but you want to be, um, you know, you, you want to be somebody who enjoys and welcomes collaboration. Um, nobody's going to want to hire you if you're like, you know, not open to uh, listening to other people or you're not, you know, teamwork isn't really your thing. Um, you know, if your writing is really, really precious to you, um, you know, they, they, they aren't necessarily looking for that. They're looking for somebody who um, is passionate, has a wealth of ideas and can help make the team stronger, um, but isn't, you know, isn't necessarily, uh, I guess, egotistical. Um, so, you know, somebody who supports doesn't like overtake. Um, that's, that's super duper important. So make sure you're kind of that, that person who is looking to uh, looking to help, not necessarily be in charge of everything, um, but that that goes for overall game writing as well. Um, you you should be looking to uh, be more of a supporter um, than than being kind of like the head honcho. Um, and then once you're in there, I think just kind of keeping that attitude while you're going through, you know, I uh, making sure that you're. Uh, taking advantage of the opportunities to both give and receive feedback. That means, you know, every time you write something and it's, you know, maybe it's not like exactly where you want it, uh, but it's something that needs to be done. You know, you send it out and you get, um, 
you get feedback from the people on your team. And when uh, they send a document out and is, you know, they're looking for feedback on their mission or uh, cinematic or whatever, you know, uh, look at it and read it and give notes. Um, because I mean, that's, I, I would say that's like extremely vital. Um, that's kind of what they want you there for, you know, they want your, your thoughts and your input. Um, and, you know, they aren't necessarily going to tell you like, Hey, you know, Hey, intern, you specifically, you should be giving me feedback, but they, you know, they welcome it and they would like it. Um, so definitely take advantage of the stuff there. And I think just like really, I mean, get, get like a feel for your own discipline, but also, uh, really look around at your company and what other people are doing, you know, um, you're, you're there to learn, not just about, uh, specifically your craft, but also just working in the video games industry. And so you would like to, you know, in, in order to kind of get a feel for like what being a game developer does, you should know what other game developers do. So that's, you know, designers and animators and producers, um, you know, have little like lunch meetings with them, ask them questions. What do they do? What is your day to day like? What are you working on right now? Um, that's super duper vital so that when you are, you know, outside of that company and in a different space, um, where you know maybe you're working more directly with that group you know how to talk to them and you know um kind of what what they're doing and how you can help benefit them and vice versa how they can help you um those are i think really the big the big takeaways uh for getting the internship and also uh actually being an intern very good very good advice yeah i would also love to hear more just about i don't know how much you're allowed to say but uh, working at Insomniac in general, like the culture and these kind of things. Cause uh, uh, from my, what I've heard, this is one of the best studios to work at. Uh, I've, I've been told that anything kind of on the East side of California, middle or East is, is good. Anything along the coast is like crunch and uh, not as good <laughs> if you want a life balance. So I'm curious about the culture side of it. Uh, like, you know, how many writers tend to work on teams, how, how they work together, uh, are they nice? <laughs> Is there a crunch? That kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're so, allowed to say any of that. Yeah. I mean, overall, um, like I don't the, the insomniac culture is just like really, really um I don't know. They really support each other and care about each other. Um and not just in a game dev to game dev sense, but just in a person to person sense, you know. Um people do care about, you know, asking you how your day was, if you're doing okay. Um, if, you know, if you're having like shortcomings then, or, you know, something bad is happening in your personal life, like they want to know that and support you and kind of give you that, um, that help that you need if, uh, if they can give it to you. And I think that is unlike a lot of other studios that I've been at, you know, or, uh, have just witnessed, they don't necessarily, um, treat you with that much love and care. Um, and specifically for, uh, the writer's room. Um, everybody is super duper down to earth, nice people. Uh, I think, you know, overall they are, Insomniac is looking for people who are true to themselves, uh, and aren't just trying to, um, you know, be like a people pleaser. Um, you know, they aren't wanting you to like pick fights with everybody or anything, but, um, just like staying true to like your values and, uh, what makes you you and what you're passionate about um they're looking for that they want you to be able to use those things that you are you know passionate and opinionated about and uh use it for 
the story's advantage or the game's advantage, you know. Um, while I was there, because I, I care a whole lot about accessibility, I was uh, helping a lot of the uh, accessibility and like uh, diversity teams, um, just making sure that the games that we're working on are, you know, for everybody and that people could not only uh, play them, but also see themselves in it. Um, and so I, I like that um, Insomniac Games in general just has that welcoming culture where they're like, yes, we want you to have that passion and we want to find a way to uh, support that so that we could make our company better and our games better. Um, they're super open to hearing about just general problems, ways to make the company better. Um, and, you know, they, they don't just like, you know, listen and, and then throw that feedback in the bin, you know, they actually take action, um, which is really, really nice. Um, and I mean, I, I, I love that, uh, writing team to death. They're so amazing. Uh, I still keep in contact with, uh, quite a few of them pretty frequently. Um, they're just really, really nice people. Um, I think just in terms of like culture, um, and like personality, we all fit together really well. Um, very, very thoughtful people, but still like lighthearted and they want, um, you know, they want the best for each other, but they also want the best for the game in terms of like the game characters too. You know, they're, they're not trying to write something like super evil and gritty and whatever, you know, they're, uh, one of the, uh, Insomniac Games pillars is to, um, make like kind of a good impactful story that still has like a happy ending. We're not going to have like a, you know, necessarily like a Last of Us 2 where you're just kind of like bummed out and sad and, and punished, uh, throughout the entire thing. So, um, you know, they, they, actually want to impact the players in a positive way and make them feel good because if you're going for uh if you're playing a game for an escape like you don't you don't want to feel like shit you know what i mean um and they're they're dedicated to that craft um so i i love it they're they're really awesome fully okay. fully support them <laughs> awesome last one for me and then i'll see if uh paul's need to wrap it up i would say convince paul why he should be going to austin film festival <laughs> <laughs> okay apart from the money we'll go with that right <laughs> Um, why he should go to Austin Film Festival. What um, are you interested in, I guess, like screenwriting specifically? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I am a screenwriter. Uh, I think it's it's not that I'm not interested in going. I would love to go. I think it's it comes down to about scheduling and about uh, just having it in the budget to go and also the timing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I've 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 been also a, a huge fan of networking so i think you know, that would just probably be a, a gold mine of opportunity to meet people especially people I've met with online um also um if you, i don't think you have to convince me to go i want to go it's just about trying to find the right offer the right time yeah. to go well, i should uh, paul or other writers who haven't been yet convince them why they should go <laughs> oh, okay yeah sure then then i will ask my question there you go um yeah i mean i think especially for people who uh they love writing or i mean they even like want to get into writing or um you know they just really like kind of like a storytelling in uh pretty much any medium honestly uh, i would recommend austin film festival i think there's just so many writers that are there who genuinely care about their craft and have a lot of uh, a wealth of knowledge uh, to convey to people in the panels. Um, they're all super, super friendly. Um, there's so many like networking events where you could just sit there and talk to people and they aren't, you know, fully like, oh, shake a hand, give a business card sort of thing. Uh, 
there are just people that you grab a drink with or eat some breakfast tacos with um, that you could just kind of hang out with and be like, oh, cool. Yes, you work for Pixar. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, let's chat more sometime and then and then kind of part ways. Um, and I feel like Austin Film Festival is like one of the only places uh, that things like that can happen, you know, where you could kind of make those meaningful connections and see those people and really uh, get inspiration to be a writer. Um, you don't, you really don't have to, I wouldn't say you, you don't even have to be necessarily a, a film screen, you know, screenwriter, um, just somebody who really likes uh, storytelling um, because you're, you're going to hear a lot of great advice and a lot of personal stories um, that'll, you know, push you to want to be better and that you can take uh, kind of inspiration and, and parts from uh, and apply it to your own work. So yeah, come down to Austin Film Festival next year. It's a 30 year anniversary. So I'm sure oh, they're wow. going to be uh, going all out. Oh, if, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. if that other stuff doesn't entice you, you know, it's a <laughs> big celebration. <laughs> and I like barbecue. So there's that too. Hell yeah. Uh, so my question is, so what, okay. So if you are a fan of playing video games, uh, what would you say is a really good game for someone to play that you think the writing in it is exceptional? Not necessarily one you worked on, but one like you were shopping and say, oh, this one looks really cool, or I've heard a lot of good things about this. Are there one or two that you think, okay, this is one you you, you have to play? Yeah, I would say um, one that I really like that I feel like is um, it's good and you don't have to... Um, be i mean you don't have to be skilled at all is uh it's called franbo it is like a horror kind of point and click it's a i don't know when i played uh computer games as a child i did a lot of like point and click where you just touch something on the screen and they would interact with it and you were kind of just like i don't know a 2d character in a room uh almost kind of set like a stage uh that you could kind of interact there and then you would click somewhere else and and move there and i i think franbo is just the uh the adult version of that um, it's very, uh, I would say it's, it's definitely got horror elements. It's pretty scary. Um, but other than that, you know, there's no like learning barrier. And I think it has like a lot of really interesting, uh, characters and just kind of, uh, a lot of, a lot of really cool thoughts. Uh, I feel like I finished it and I was like, holy shit, what did I just, uh, what did I just watch? Um, <laughs> and i've i've played it over and over again um it just it keeps it keeps pulling me back in i love it um so that's a really good one um and then another one that i really like um it's called we happy few made by compulsion games um they i don't know i i was really just intrigued by the trailer uh it came out i think in like 2016 uh and the game the, the game didn't come out for like another couple of years um and i i don't know i just really really like uh the world that they set it in and uh they have just like amazing i don't know i, I say environmental storytelling but i don't necessarily know if that's what i mean um because i mean usually when you say environmental storytelling it's kind of like oh you could look around the things that are in your space and kind of get a get a story told to you there but i think through interactions with people and also the actual environment and just things that the player is doing uh you're not just getting a sense for like what the player who the player is what they've done uh what they're doing uh but also just kind of the space that they're living in you know um it it does more than just like reveal the character you uh are learning so much about um just kind of this town and the like little subsections of towns and 
the history of that and how they kind of got to where they are. And um, I think they just did a really phenomenal job with it. Um, so, and I, I, and I've thought about it from like a, almost like a screenwriting standpoint where I've been like, oh, how can I change this into a movie or film? And I, I just don't think it could be done. Um, so, you know, with, with that being said, then I think it's a really great example of game writing, you know, um, something that just like can't be replicated anywhere else. Uh, so play it. Very cool. Very cool. We will make sure to put uh, links uh, for those into the notes. Uh, that's Justin's department. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Well, do you have any last words of wisdom for aspiring writers? A uh, quick bit of advice that you want to leave us with? Hmm. Give me like, like two seconds. I don't, I don't want to give the like traditional, oh, just keep writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I have one. Um, I think when you're writing, even if it is something that like, you know, crazy, uh, out of this world, like different, different universe, nothing is like, uh, where you're at, you know, uh, just a completely different story space, uh, find something that is real and, uh, you know, make it real to you, uh, and find a way to use that. Uh, to your advantage and really hone on that as like the heart of the story because uh, I mean no matter no matter where you're at or like what the game is about uh, in order to be like a good a good writer you have to find the one connection that uh, you know the audience or players can relate to Um, and in order for them to relate to it I think you have to you do have to kind of hone in you know, something that you know from like personal experience or at least uh, some human experience, right? Um, So, you know, really hone in on that. Everything you write, doesn't matter where it's at, uh, really think about the human experience as you're doing it. And I think uh, in doing that, like you do kind of have to be uh, a bit of an empathetic person, but uh, to do it, like you're, you're, you're going to be really working with some good stuff. um, And you'll, you'll be able to make things that really resonates with people. Awesome. There we go. And uh, is there a way that people want to get in touch with you? They should, uh, whether that's Twitter or whatever. Absolutely. Um, yes. So uh, Twitter is just my name, Ashley Poprick. Uh, there's no C in Poprick. Uh, and I've uh, got, you know, my my credits in my bio. I think there might be one other Ashley Poprick out there. So um, just like double check that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much any social media is just going to be my, my first name and last name. Um, and yeah, I uh, look forward to uh, kind of seeing where you guys are going off to. Um, and if you have if you have any questions, honestly, just shoot me. Um, you could either shoot me like a message request or a comment on a post, and I will I will answer it. So yeah. There we go. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Ash. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Cool. And listeners, if you can read, leave reviews, share word of mouth, all that jazz, that'd be great. Once again, I'm Justin. You can find my books on Amazon. I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog at MaximumZ.blog. I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. And hey, feel free to check out my books on Amazon, the Go Ahead and Ask series, interviews about screenwriting and pie, volumes one, two, and three. Like you said, he's Justin. She's Ash. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.